0: Welcome back, sweeties. This is your host, London Ale, and this is the Eye Candy Podcast. Let's get into the episode. All right, you guys. Hello. This is the first episode. I'm super excited. I have a lot to talk about in my catch-up alone. So, we should just jump right in. First off, if you're listening, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, this should be fun. I've always wanted a podcast cuz believe it or not, I can talk my ass off. Um, from the right space, of course. There's a time and a place, but yeah, I think this is the perfect place to do it. So, let me just get into it. First of all, let's just start with the fact that I've been working on this shit forever, like since January first, twenty twenty-two. And I know that doesn't sound like a long time. And if it doesn't, I mean, just think about how much fucking work this shit has been. How many episodes I've probably scrapped? It's been a fucking journey, okay? I've had this idea since like, like twenty twenty-one, like a full year ago. So. It's finally coming into the works. I'm finally doing the work. We love it. So yeah, Um, I don't know. I feel like let's just start. Oh my fucking God. Oh my God. I'm so pissed off. Like you have no idea. Every time I get on this mic, I get a ding from work and it drives me crazy. So I'm going to be right back. Please hold. All right. We are back and better so where did I leave off oh yeah um I've been on this little unfollowing okay hi it's me again I realized that that is not exactly where I left off so let's just go with it okay let's just go with it okay let's get back to it Spree, and I feel like it's it feels so good to just unfollow people that don't serve you anymore or there's no reason to follow them anymore prime example like people associated with my ex I just go ahead and unfollow them I don't give a fuck if we had beef or not it's honestly not even personal I just don't think it serves me anything like I completely just have to remove anybody associated with him or that past I just remove it and I don't give a fuck anymore and this person that I just recently unfollowed like I don't have any beef with but it just felt good to just not care and remove them as a follower too you know what i mean like i don't need to keep up with anybody or anything and granted she doesn't post my ex at all that's not the issue i just was like why do i still follow this person you know what i mean i unfollowed his family i think months ago it took me about three months after our breakup to unfollow them but that was still months ago um it's almost been like a full year since the breakup but yeah I was just like why and his mom was like super nice like the family's still fucked with me I don't really know why I mean I wasn't a bad girlfriend I just don't really know why they still liked me even after um but the whole situation was interesting in itself but I just kind of did everybody a favor I don't want anybody keeping tabs on me I quite honestly don't want to keep tabs on anyone else of course there's no beef and I wish them well but that unfollowing spree babe that feels so good and just a little note for everybody if you want to unfollow them whether it's the ex's family, it's the ex himself, it's the ex's friend, whoever. It don't even have to, anything to do with an ex. Do it. You want to do it, do it. Okay, so I just had to get that out there. Next, a bitch went to the club this weekend and she had a good time. Um, I haven't been to a club since, I was about to lie. Okay, I hadn't been to this club since November, but I did go to a club like two, three weeks ago. Um, It was cool. Okay, it was cute. It was a little cute little club, but this club specifically, I've been trying to go there, but how? Okay, I don't know if this is any other club anywhere else. I've only been to clubs in Houston, but in Houston, Texas, they have things called sections. If you don't have a section, you simply shouldn't go to the club. And let me tell you this, the club was packed, bitch all along like downstairs alone there was people lined at the bar I went to the restroom it took me 20 minutes to get back to the section I was at it was ridiculous but back to what I was saying sections is what you need in order to go to a club in Houston it's just more fun that way general admission like you're just gonna be standing around literally the club is made up to have sections and they're like these little section literally of booths and people usually get them for like events or whatever, or just to get one on a Saturday night. And the only reason I wasn't able to go to this club is because I didn't have any connects to like get a section. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I was like, my friend had a friend and she basically knew somebody that had a section and she knew that I'd been wanting to go to the club and she was like, let's go. And I was like, okay, bet. So we went to the club. It was a good time. Um, what do we drink? Okay, so we got Crown. I think we got Vanilla Crown. We we pre-gamed at the apartment first. And then at the club, they were passing around Henny bottles and Casamigo bottles. But then at the club, you only start drinking at 12.30. Bitch, the club closes at 2 a.m. And then we had to go early and stand in the general admissions line. Bitch, that took about 40 minutes. So we didn't get into the actual club at 12. Then we had to wait 30 minutes for them to start bringing out the drinks. So at 12.30, we start drinking. Cool. I was not drunk enough anyway, but I'm still get my ass up and I'm still groove and dance and swing the hips. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. Um, but for me to really let loose, I was like, where the drinks at? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, I was drinking dark that night and ugh, it was so tempting because like when a bottle come around, bitch, you don't want to be that hoe that don't take a shot. Right. But luckily they had about five bottles circling the section. There's about 15 people in this section and I was just, I kept my little Hennessy. Every time they pass the NAC bottle, oh, that's me. Bring it here. Anytime it was Casamigos or anything else and it was light, babe, it's not for me. Because it's already fucked up. And I was like, okay, I need to stop. You know, I'm fucked up. Speaking of fucked up, I wasn't even going to bring this up because I forgot. But I'm going to just bring it up. There was this wild ass female there. You know, you in a section, you're not going to know everybody there. And she, like, I would like, you know, sway my hips, whatever's on. You know, I'm vibing and shit. This girl would keep slapping my ass she's like yeah yeah but it wasn't like in a hype me up way it was more in a like she was just so drunk and I felt so bad because I was just like okay you're you you clearly drank too much and like I literally would just be standing up she slapping my ass I'm like babe I'm not dancing I'm not doing anything I don't understand why you keep slapping my ass like I'm with the shits you know what I'm saying I love a little Oh, get it, girl, whatever, twerk, twerk. Cool, but they not even dancing anymore. What are you doing? And she was just so fucked up, and they kept bringing her the bottle. And at one point in the night, I was like, are you Okay because she was just super fucked up. And I know that feeling, but I've never been that fucked up in public. Like I'll get that fucked up at my apartment, not in public. So I know the feeling where you're just like, what the hell? And you're just wild as fuck. But when I get that fucked up, I pass the fuck out. That's just me. You never see me turn all the way up and do some crazy shit. I sit my ass down and I'm like, okay, London, hide because you're going to throw up. (laughs) Hide, hide, hide. Get away from the public because you're about to throw up. Like nobody has ever seen me like throw up unless you've been in this apartment and you saw me even still only two people have ever seen me like get really fucked up and that's my roommate and that's my man period a girl does not do that in public Publica. okay um so yeah I was like are you okay you know despite the fact that you're being kind of annoying and pushy I was just like let me check in on a girl and she had somebody that she came with and they kept passing their bottle, and I was like, Nope, move that shit away. Like, five of us were like moving that bottle away from her because, like, this girl needs no more alcohol. She clearly doesn't know when to stop. She's clearly a light, lightweight because she was already turned the fuck up after two little uh, swigs of whatever the fuck she was drinking. She was mixing liquor. White, or I don't know what the fuck, I say white, and I, some, sometimes I say light. Light and dark do not mix well, you just shouldn't mix little tidbit if you're you know a rookie drinker do not mix light and dark you will be fucked all the way up okay um just a little side note for the girlies but yeah and basically her cousin was like um I think it was her cousin she said it was her cousin and her cousin just was not paying attention to her like she was just being so like non-attentive and I was like okay and she's like I don't want to drag her out by myself like bitch you brought her what the fuck who, who else is gonna drag this girl out you know what i'm saying like we dipping i'm paid attention to my friend like i ain't come here with this girl i'm standing up and then i end up sitting down because she leaning against my legs so i'm sitting down for like the last 10 minutes and she passed the fuck out and i'm like okay i already know how this is gonna be i know her head is spinning please do not throw up on me well i can just fast forward to the end she didn't she didn't throw up i don't know how the girl got home she had people with her but we dipped because we were trying to beat that traffic oops we were trying to beat that motherfucking traffic okay okay i keep getting these random calls from fucking alvin texas anyway so how my night finished um i wasn't super fucked up drunk my man went to a prospect park i've never been so i actually don't know what that is with his friends he ended up coming back we ended up passing the fuck out next day a bitch was hungover I'm supposed to work on Sundays. I caught in sick. And that wasn't a lie, because I did feel sick. I was so hungover the whole day. Like I kept taking naps. We went to go eat some Mexican food. And then we came back. I was passed out again. And then yeah, I was like, I'm not working. I'm not. And I felt shitty all day. So that's one thing I hate about drinking, is like When you're hungover, if you're not going to keep drinking that next day, you're going to be hungover and feel shitty all fucking day. And that was me. So yeah, but good news is we already know what day Sundays is. Euphoria, Euphoria, babe, season finale. I actually didn't watch last week's episode with everybody else. So me and my man basically watched the last two episodes of Euphoria and we just finna get into the replay to the euphoria recap because I this needs to be talked about so let's start with this I see a lot of people going back and forth if we think Lexi was wrong for airing everybody out and on the what was that seven and eight on episode seven I was like okay bitch you are doing the most this is clearly wrong and I would be pissed off I honestly would be more pissed well first of all as her sister i'd probably be more pissed but i feel like i was expecting rue to be more pissed off but i feel like she really painted rue in this kind of like i wouldn't necessarily say good light because she was really airing out that she was a drug addict but i feel like everybody knew that so it wasn't a huge deal but i feel like she painted rue in this really like powerful person because she's like she's a drug addict she came out of it she's somebody that helped me and helped me learn things and whatever I was like, okay I appreciate that and I really like that Rue wasn't mad about the writing. I really really did enjoy that. So episode seven I was like this bitch is totally wrong for what she's doing. And then episode eight I was like and that's when Cassie started turning the fuck up and she was mad because um Nate broke up with her ass and all that shit. I was like okay I feel like this is good. Because when she made that quote and came back on stage and she was like, I had a friend tell me that sometimes people need to get their feelings hurt. I said, you know what? You made a good ass point. You made a really good point. Specifically only for Cassie. Because I feel like Cassie needs to get her feelings hurt. And if you disagree, you need to get your feelings hurt too. Because whoever is on Cassie's side, which I have yet to see someone defend her, like, the bitch is crazy. She needs help. And a lot of therapy. Like, I'm just like... You're right. I, I agree with that quote. Sometimes people do need to get their feelings hurt and really need to sit in their own shit and be like, God damn. I feel like Lexi was all of their karma. Not specifically Maddie or Kat or anything. I feel like certain people she threw in there wasn't really fair. Jules, you know what I'm saying? But like her sister specifically, I'm like, damn. I mean, her sister is like super self-centered. And I, I mean, if I was Cassie, I would be pissed. I don't think I would go on stage and like act like the victim and then say I am okay with being the villain and all that shit. But I understand why people would be upset about her casting this play and making it about other people. And then I was really shocked that she made everybody look exactly like the person she was telling. Barely changed up the name. Maddie and Martha, bitch, it's the same fucking shit. It's the the same shit. Then she had Rue in the fucking red jacket. I'm like, girl, you couldn't have at least made these people look different? like come on now but anyway so do I think Lexi was wrong in a way yes but I feel like it was necessary so I don't 1000% hate it obviously I'm happy for the tea like I'm happy that she aired everybody out duh but yeah whatever um the moment we've all been waiting for Cassie did get her ass beat I love the energy um Maddie is me I am Maddie i Everything about the girl is just goals, iconic, we love it. I'm glad she finally told her ass off because what the fuck? Because I wish my best friend would date my ex. Bitch, are you dumb? Are you fucking dumb? There's still bitches that I know who was, you know, texting my man on the low and shit and thinking they are all friendly and that, sh- that shit really rubbed me the wrong way. I wish you fucking would show up with my ex, the one who literally put me through mental physical abuse. And then, so I'm glad Maddie in the restroom was like, look, bitch, this is just the beginning. You can have his bitch ass. I don't give a damn. I don't give a flying fuck. So yeah, I'm happy that Cassie got her ass beat. Um, and Maddie remained untouched, as you saw in the clip. Bitch face was still beat. She had all her nails intact. She looked amazing. Um, and then Cal went to jail. He should have been in jail. So there's that. And ashtray. Um, this was a weird segue ashtray babe why <laughs> see okay this whole part really pissed me the fuck off because first of all I just want to say I love Faye because I was waiting for her to tell on her boyfriend or whoever the fuck that is to her ex-boyfriend I don't know I was waiting for her to fill Fez in on the deets and when she dropped her cup and was like Shh, I was like, okay thank you Jesus cause I was waiting for her to do it And Fez, I feel like he's really good at, like, staying in line and, like, acting natural. And I was like, okay, Fez is going to handle this. Ashtray impulsive ass, stab him in the neck. I'm like, oh, my God. I know you fucking lying. He's so impulsive. And then he goes in the restroom. I need a drink. Then he goes in the restroom. And then he... Against the fucking SWAT team, Ashtray. Like, come on now. The SWAT team? The SWAT team. Like, I'm not going to lie, though. He was he was armed up. Like, <laughs> I will say that. It's one 12-year-old boy against five grown-ass men. Now, I feel bad because he did get that one SWAT member or whatever the fuck. But I'm just like, what where, where was his head at? And then he shot Fez. Like, oh, my God. Like, how dumb. But then I thought about it. Then I thought about it, and I'm like, this is literally a child and grown-up situations. His brain even fully developed yet, on top of the fact he is a male. Males do not fully mature until 24. So I'm like, what what were we expecting a child to do? I mean, honestly, I feel like this was super realistic. I'd be surprised if Ashtray went with the plan. I'm not surprised that he decided to go against the grain. I'm really not. He's a fucking child. He's 12 years old in the show. He's really impulsive. He was literally born into this life. I think his upbringing was a lot different from Fez because as Trey literally was like born as a baby and an infant, it was up until a certain age for Fez where he started understanding stuff. And I just feel like that's really different. So I wasn't surprised that he went off went off the rails. I wasn't expecting Ashtray to get shot though. But then I feel like everything kind of happens for a reason. I'm like, I feel like Ashtray's story was done. Everyone's like, oh, Fez is going to die. Fez is going to die. I'm like, no, because Fez, people really fuck with Fez. Like, They're going to bring him into season three. Ashtray, I feel like his storyline is done. I do. What else do we need from him? There's nothing else. So I feel like they're gonna keep Fez. We're gonna obviously see him in season three. His story is still gonna unfold because he's going to prison. So we'll see how that is. I'm still waiting for the grandma to wake up. Cause what the hell? I don't think she's gonna wake up, but I hope she does in season three. It was sad. I feel bad. I'm gonna miss him next season, his little crazy ass, serial killer ass. But you know what? Everything happens for a reason. It was his time. Um, in the show at least. He was a badass kid this he was gonna either go to jail i mean he didn't he kill mouse correct me if i'm wrong but he killed mouse right he's the problem goddamn like they might okay so what i think is gonna happen they might let fez free because astray's the problem i'm gonna blame it on a dead body i mean i'm gonna like protect you up until that point but if it's on a dead body i'm blaming it on the body the fuck you're gone now granted i sound super insensitive it is like fiction and shit so i'm like obviously if this was real life i feel super bad but since this is a show i'm like okay ashtray come on you had it coming to you i can't really feel bad now if it was fez i probably would have started crying i'm not even gonna lie to you i feel like fez is so wholesome i feel like he really is a good person he was literally his cards were dealt in all the wrong places and i feel like that's the only reason why fez is in the game i think he wants to get out obviously whatever anyway moving on Rue stays sober fuck Jules I honestly lived for the moment when Jules was like I love you and I miss you and I was like Rue what are you gonna say what are you gonna say and she just sat there and she looked at her I was like, okay they're gonna make up I guess I'm here for it and then when she kissed her on the forehead and she left I said power fucking move do you girl we love a power move we love it because first of all, Jules loves you, bunny ears, loves you, and misses you, but she didn't have a problem fucking this dude that she was jealous of the fact that you were even hanging out with. To me, it's giving weirdo. Um, and I like what she said on her way out. She was like, she said something about like, I like to think Jules is my first love or whatever. Maybe she wasn't. Honestly, I feel like our we alter our perception of like what first love and shit is. Like, what is that really even love? No it's not I think they just bonded over trauma a lot of this show is trauma bonding that's the entire fucking thing euphoria and I feel like Jules and Rue in some way like they bonded over trauma I feel like they really maybe they unpacked it in season one but I don't really remember a lot of her trauma in season two I'm not gonna lie to you um or why Rue like Jules is the way she is we know why Rue is I mean the the show is about her Jules I'm not sure um so yeah there's that and i was gonna lead into something oh yeah elliot babe we didn't need 30 minutes of a song and then for you to say you're not finished yet you, you should have been done okay i don't understand and i was like zendaya looks so uncomfortable that she has to sit through this 10 15 minute song like she's like get me the fuck out of here when am i done i was like i'm ready for this to be over okay and then he goes uh-huh, uh-huh, taps the guitar yeah i'm not finished yet but how are you not finished (laughs) that was literally 30 minutes that was half the episode babe so yeah um we don't need that in season three um okay yeah so i'm gonna read a couple of my favorite tweets from the episode so somebody said does rue not owe that lady money no more okay so i have a theory about this and i've been informed this theory so i think when rue was asleep I think that she was selling Rue's body. I don't know if they're going to touch on that. I thought they were, but I like, why would she just let Rue stay there? And then she made it a point saying, like, you can sell your bodies in other ways and whatever. Like, you can make money, you're a female. So I'm like, duh. Like, she sold Rue's body. She could have been there for a week, days. We have no idea. So I think she doesn't owe Rue money because I think she sold Rue and she got her money back. That's what I think. God forbid that's the case. That's so sad, but. I mean if it's already passed, then she obviously doesn't have to worry about it. Clearly, I feel like they were inferring that like Rue was gonna pay her back in that way, and in this way it was selling her body. So that's what I think happened. Okay, next week. Not a hair out of place, not a nail broken, not a single scratch on her. Maddie's such a queenie. Maddie is a queen. And when I saw that, I was like, damn, Cassie got fucked all the way up. Bitch, nose was bleeding. Bitch has scratches on her face. And when they faded and moved the camera to Maddie, I said, "Ugh, that's my bitch. Was un-motherfucking-touched. And, look, like, can we talk about the nails, babe? Because, honestly, it looks like my wallpaper on my phone. I love Sage Green. She looked beautiful that episode. Cassie can go eat one. Next tweet. When Rue calls Lexi after the play, but the scene ends up in the play. Okay, right when that happened, I was immediately confused. I understood the play when they kept moving, like they kept switching and shit, up until the point where she literally talked about the play, and then they put it in the play. That was confusing as fuck. And then somebody cleared it up on Twitter. Somebody said, It appears this happened after she read the play, which makes sense. Even though it was confusing during the episode, glad I'm not the only one who's confused here. So she basically read the play, And she talked to Lexi about it, basically saying like, oh, I felt this way, that way. When we saw the whole scene, she had already read the play. And so then she watched the play. So Rue already knew her whole fucking role in this fucking play, basically. So I'm glad somebody cleared that up because I was hella confusing. Then somebody said, this moment between Ash and Fest is going to haunt me for a long time. I don't know about haunt me, but it is going to make me sad not seeing Ashtray in season three. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed him in season one and two um but that look oh I think that's what she's talking about because it's the side by side okay that look that Fez was like looking at him directly like when he was getting his head blown off that shit tore me the fuck up I did start tearing up because I'm like I he loves him so much bro like he was gonna take the fall for everything and he just didn't listen and I don't understand why they had to shoot him like he already was surrendering like why couldn't you have just him or pepper sprayed him why the fuck did you have to shoot him I guess the SWAT team is different like they have the right to do certain shit like that and he literally killed an officer so I feel like maybe I don't know how the fucking system works maybe when they kill an officer they have the right to shoot I mean I don't know he was so young I feel so bad this is gonna haunt Fez forever and I feel like season three is gonna be like unpacking Lexi helping Fez through his trauma and unpacking it and being there and all this other shit um I really want to see more of Lexi and Fez I want to see Lexi really fall in love and just be super down bad and like we really unpack and unpeel layers I don't know I'm just ready for some I don't want to see toxic shit but I kind of want to see it because I already know Fez is going to be on that shit where he's like I don't want to fuck with anybody and Lexi's gonna like no but I want to be here and all this shit we're gonna see but that's what I think is gonna happen and I'm ready for it And then the last tweet what am i supposed to do on sunday for the next two motherfucking years bitch i'm thinking the same thing like it's been eight weeks like what the fuck are we gonna do first of all you it was 2019 when season one came out i didn't even think there was gonna be a season two that is how long we have to fucking wait for this show but i hear the reason why it takes so long to film is because they actually film on a film camera so it takes longer which is beautiful by the way like the way it looks is stunning But i think that's why it takes so long and i feel like side note i feel like season one wasn't filmed like that though like it looks really filmy and grainy in season two i don't remember season one being looking like that season one was more like glittery and shit and season two is more like filmy and mellow and moody and all that shit but yeah um hopefully we don't have to wait two years I feel like we're going to wait like a year and a half. It was also COVID. So I feel like that had a lot to do with the wait. But I feel like at max, a year and a half. And I'm okay with waiting a year and a half if season three is going to be top tier. Okay, I'm going to wait for good content. All right. That was my little euphoria recap. That went so much longer than I was expecting. (sighs) But we had to get into it. It's the last episode. So I had to talk about it. But yeah, I mean, besides that, I feel like this week i've just been getting my life together yesterday i was hungover today i had some time to really clean and shit or whatever so i've been cleaning i've done like loads of laundry clean my blankets my covers i'm gonna vacuum pretty soon clean my restroom all this shit i've just been decluttering cleaning i'm starting my eating healthy i have my little mocha latte iced coffee protein shake by atkins bitch this shit is only 170 calories and it gets me so full because that's 15 grams of protein and five grams of fiber which is what makes you full anyway yes a girl has been decluttering and cleaning and i've been loving it so that has literally been my week let's move on all right you guys it is time for the wellness check And the wellness check is basically me just checking in with you guys. You guys are checking in with me, how my mental health has been going, whatever the case is, how I'm feeling. I just think it's really important to stay in tune with yourself. So this is what this segment is all about. I've been moody as fuck. Okay. That's just the real. I started my period um, Wednesday, Thursday. So I've been pretty moody. I'm not going to lie. And then I was cramping for the first three, four days um i finally am like not cramping and it's just a flow so which is why I said I'm getting my life together and finally cleaning my room and shit so yeah um I've been pretty moody my periods are getting more normal now that I've been eating healthy in the new year before I would just kind of eat a bunch of crap and I would have like two week periods and then be off for like two months but now I'm starting to like have like a week to nine days whatever the case is and my body's just starting to get on track again which is good um the reason why my periods are like wonky now is because I have like I've had the IUD is that what it's called the implant Nexaplanin well I've had the birth control implant since 2019 November 2019 I get it out this year and get it replaced and shit um but ever since I got that I've been having weird periods I think when I very first got it or let's just get into it If you guys are interested, I'm just going to get into my experience about it. Whatever. This is dealing with wellness. So when I first got it, my period, I would just spot like just little blood spots like for a week or two. And then, no, that was not a week or two. That was like a month. I was spotting for like a month. And then I wasn't, I didn't have a period or anything for like months. And then I started having these cramps and then my period would come and I would have it for like two weeks and then it'd be two months off. Like It was just wonky. Fast forward to now also I wasn't working out and I wasn't eating healthy my eating habits and stuff are a lot better now so my body's starting to get back in motion like how it used to be because how it used to be was I only had five day periods one day of cramping like but I used to work out and be super healthy uh prior to 2019 so 2019 to 2021 I was just not really taking care of myself or is it 2023 oh my god what is the year it's 2022 okay so yeah, my body was all over the place. I wasn't really being healthy. So I'm getting back to normal, which I enjoy. Um, I like it. My body's doing its thing. That means I'm healthy. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's as far as like my mood. I've just been moody, but I think it's my period. I'm getting back to my normal self, which I like. Um, and then as far as like, okay, so I ordered swimsuits from Shein last week. They came Monday of last week. And I... I got them all in medium. So, if you don't know how I'm built, a lot of you guys don't, clearly. She can't see me. But I'm, like, first of all, how Shein does it, it's not, like, buy your bottoms, by your tops. You have to basically narrow down your size in, like, one whole way. So, your bottom and your top is going to be medium. I got a donk, okay? So, sometimes I'm going to be a large, sometimes I'm going to be a medium. I can fit the mediums, but... My ass literally eats the fucking bottoms, and I can't stand it. And then I have this top which fits because I'm only like a C cup, so it does fit. But the bottoms, and then it makes it look like I have a muffin top. So I gotta fucking shred that because I'm supposed to be going on vacation in April. But it's only because the top, the bottoms are so fucking tight, and I feel like that's been affecting my mental health because like sometimes I have these moments where I'm like oh I look good I look good and then I have these moments where I'm like bitch you need to lose some fucking weight like you eat too much I'm a Taurus, and I get it honestly like I'm just an eater I probably eat more than my whole family I love food it's really I'm not gonna say it's bad I love that I love food I love trying new things but I feel like I'm working on kind of controlling it and maintaining it it's never been super bad like I'm not like a binger or anything but If I see something good, I'm going to want to try it. And when you do that for a long enough time, like obviously you're going to gain weight. And then also I'm just getting older too. So that's another thing. You're going to gain weight as you get older, obviously. I don't expect to be 110 pounds forever. But yeah, I tried on the swimsuits and I'm like, this is a good reason to get back in the gym. So yeah, I'm eating healthy, but I will say I have lost. I mean, I lost like three pounds since the year started, which is nice. Um, I do notice a difference in my body and my energy levels and all that. So I'm happy about that because honestly, like at the start of 20, not the start, toward the end of 2021, like I was so sleepy all the time. I wasn't working out. I was eating whatever, all this shit. So I'm just really happy now that my body's starting to get back to normal, which feels really good. But obviously, like when you look at your body a lot and you feel like, really self-conscious about the way you look it can affect your mental health you know what I'm saying um and just ways that I kind of like maintain and control that I always look at as a whole like where I was before and how far I've come because I've always had like body issues on and off like in high school I was literally like 127 and I thought I was fat I was like 5'3 127 my weight was distributed evenly I didn't have any fucking fat on my stomach but I had like body dysmorphia like I thought it was so big and then my senior year I dropped weight like that summer I was I started off at like 120 something 130 and then I remember weighing myself that summer because I had a skill in my room and I dropped to like 110 and that wasn't even on purpose I was just dealing with someone in a relationship and it was stressing me out and I couldn't eat like it was that bad so I was going through a lot of shit in my body image and then after that like I would put on these shorts that I originally couldn't fit and I fit into them and I had no ass and I was like oh my god I want to gain all this weight back so then obviously I started eating more and getting my weight up and all that and you know, I'm happy that I obviously have meat on me cuz before like I I just got too small. It was really really bad. And I wasn't eating, wasn't enjoying food, like all that shit. So, I'm at a place now where I I'm not hard on myself about what I eat cuz I feel like that's the biggest thing. That's really hard to struggle with. Like when you don't want to eat, I feel like that's the worst thing cuz it's just like food is so important and it's a, like so important to eat and get your nutrition all that like that's actually healthy to eat obviously don't overdo it but not being able to enjoy food that sucked you know and I know exactly how that feels so I like that I'm in this headspace where I enjoy food and I'm just being aware that like I want to be healthy and being super mindful and I'm not super hard on myself either like if I want to have a cheat meal I'll have one now what I do during the week, I like to, like, stay on an eating schedule. Like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna drink my shake in the morning. I'm going to drink my little healthy choice meal. And then at night, you know, it's just like a wild card, but I try to stick with the healthy meals. And then on the weekend, I don't mind if I cheat a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So I try to be mindful. Um, I think the one thing I'm lacking, and it's because I'm so busy, like, I haven't been able to get in the gym a lot. All of January, I was working out. February, I'm not going to lie, I'm lacking. So that's one thing I want to get back to. Um, hopefully this week um, but everything's just my life is like so busy now that's another reason why I don't get out much but I love being busy we love a busy gal but yeah so I think one thing that's helping me overcome that is like I said just look at how far you've come you know what I'm saying like just mental wise or physical wise maybe you haven't reached your goal way I know I haven't but as long as I look at like damn like there was one point where I really hated the way I looked even though I'm I weigh more now I don't hate the way I look in the mirror and I was so skinny I was little and I didn't like it and I thought I was gonna love it and I didn't so I just love the growth of the fact that like I'm not being super hard on myself and I think that's the most important thing be easy on yourself you know what I'm saying like we really hurt our own feelings half the time like nobody is telling us to lose weight nobody is telling us to do all these things or some people are and they're assholes but I feel like we need to be easier on ourselves and on our mental. And I think that's what I do. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to get to where I need to go. It's not going to happen in a month. It might not even happen in a year. But just, like, take your time. What is the rush? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's where we say, oh, I'm not doing this for anyone. I'm doing doing it for me. Like, is it really for you? Because if it was for you, you would be okay with taking your time. You know? So now that this, like, healthy journey and stuff is... For me, myself, and I, I'm taking my time. Because the person that I'm with obviously thinks I look great. That's not the issue. You know what I'm saying? I always am so hard on myself. And so now I'm just choosing to be a lot easier on myself. So yeah. Um, Other than that, my week has been pretty good. It kind of just started. But I've set some personal goals. I'm decluttering It's a good week. It's a good day. I will say that it's a really good day. And I'm ready to take it on. So there's my wellness check. And I hope you guys are all doing well. And we will move on to the next segment. If you guys hear my voice shake, it is because I'm freezing. I'm freezing cold right now. It is 67 degrees in this apartment. And it's also probably 54 degrees outside. So call me crazy, but a bitch is cold, okay? Like okay. So, it is time for what caught my eye in this segment. Basically, I'll be explaining something that I did, I watched, whatever the case is. It's basically like Rex. If I read something, um, and this week, it'll be something I watched. So, Death on the Nile. It's this movie. Basically, what it's about is a Belgian sleuth Hercules Porette's Egyptian vacation aboard a glamorous river. Wow. Now that I'm reading that, that made no sense sense to me and I got this straight off Google so basically okay so basically a detective right so a detective he okay first off it started because it's kind of confusing so I'm trying to figure out how I want to put this so it started off with the detective flashback to World War II he ends up he was a soldier he ends up becoming a detective one of the most famous detectives in that time I think in London and it starts, like, after the whole World War scene, it starts off with him in a club, and he's watching, um, like, this performer sing. Then he's, like, watching another interaction go on and happen. He sees all these people, right? So a couple years later, he ends up, I, oh, no, six months later. See, I'm already doing the most. Six months later, he ends up going to Egypt because he gets invited to this couple's, um, wedding or engagement party whatever the fuck it is and it basically turns like into this whole murder thing on the Nile the whole like they're on a boat they all in what is a better way to explain this show I'm about to look it up because I'm doing a terrible job it's called Death on the Nile hold on let me do my little research a few days later So yeah, basically, it's like a murder on a boat, and it's a really good movie. Um, It kept me interested. I'm a murder mystery girl, my bad. That just took like 10 minutes for me to look up the information. Um, I might cut that out, but anyway, so it was really good. I really, really liked it. Um, It kept me like, like at the edge of my seat, and I usually don't go in theaters for movies like this, but something just told me to go see it and I loved it and I think you guys should all watch it. It's a murder mystery. The death literally happens on the Nile. Like five people fucking die. I don't want to spoil it but it does have you guessing but I feel like initially we all know who the fucking killer is. Like my first of all I'm Nancy during this bitch so I already knew like based I was like oh no what if it's da 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 and I said that at the beginning and then towards the end like they formed all these hypotheses and shit and then they finally said like what the fuck happened like the detective like uncovered it because all these motherfuckers he was like bro one of you motherfuckers is a killer and I'm about to figure out who it is so he locked all of them in there he had them everybody at gunpoint he said this is my job who the fucking killer so he basically unpacks everything and says how he knew it that shit was so crazy but it was such a good movie so basically go watch it that was really bad I'm so sorry but go watch it it was good um my honest thoughts it was a great movie wonder woman's in it so there's that um spoiler alert she's the first one to die (laughs) so that's a little spoiler make you guys watch it there's like four other people that die too so trust me that's not the only person that dies but she's the first death and that's what makes everybody like what the fuck oh my god what's happening and then it was kind of fucked up how like How her and her man got together was kind of fucked up. You know what? I'm giving away too much. It's a good movie. Go watch it. The next thing I want to talk about is this ain't really a wreck. I'm I'm more, more so frustrated with this. So I've been trying to get into The Handmaid's Tale. I made it into like episode eight or nine. And I tried watching it like a year ago and I stopped on like episode four. I'm lying. I started watching it, tried watching it in 2019 and couldn't really get into it um i got eight or nine episodes in the first season um i'm not saying i'm not a fan i just can't it's too slow it's way too slow i'm not feeling it anymore like when are y'all going to change this world for these girls when that is a big question for me i'm waiting for her to break through and break out like she finds her friend her friend's still in the business but not really in the business like she's not a handmaid but she to me she's doing something worse than it it's super weird and then her husband's alive that's probably the best thing that came out of the first eight nine episodes the thing that's crazy to me is is like i am not the type of person that watches shows that everybody else watches like people are like, oh this show's so good breaking bad oh my god it's so good um handmaid's tale everybody likes that show oh my god it's so good um what's another show oh, fuck I just thought of another show what that everyone likes and I cannot stand. I can't think of it. But, okay, Euphoria, like, obviously, duh. Obviously, I can watch that. Oh, Ozark. Ozark. Now, I feel like I can get into Ozark, but every time it comes on, it's so dark. And I'm like... And when I mean by dark, like, the filming of it is really dark. And it makes me want to go to sleep. So, I really can't get into it. And it probably is a really good-ass show. But I just... I mean... Okay, Abbott Elementary, we all love it, but that's different. Like, It's funny, it reminds me of The Office. So that's totally different. But anyway, yeah, I can't really get into Handmaid's Tale and it's bothering me because I want to be into it. It's a really slow burner and I feel like the idea of it is really good and that's what's kept me. If you guys don't know, I probably should start off with this. Handmaid's Tale is basically like a dystopian society. All the women are used for fertility and fertility only once a month they have to like try to get impregnated for the commander's wives and it's super weird but it's cool like it's a really cool show I'm just tired of waiting I'm tired of waiting for the flip like the big plot twist to happen like okay her husband's alive that's not like you know what I'm saying like is she gonna find her husband you know what the more I talk about it I feel like I'm gonna give it another try because I'm just like talking about it and rewinding in my head I'm just like it's actually good though it's a good show should I just stick with it I think I'm gonna stick with it I'm a really patient person I feel like with tv shows I don't mind slow burners um I feel like I like slow burners maybe in books more than I do in tv but I think I might watch mm, I think I might watch episode nine or eight whichever one I left on I think it's nine of season one and there's four seasons like what how is there four seasons of this show you know what? Okay. I think I'm gonna go back and then I'm gonna tell y'all next week how I feel about it. But yeah, that's basically it for TV shows. As far as books, so I only read Wattpad. Okay. Um, I feel like only bad bitches read Wattpad. Um, and if you're not one of them, you need to get on it ASAP immediately. Basically Wattpad is like a fanfic app bitches just be writing stories like we literally coming up with fantasies in their head and I wish I was that girl you know how many times I tried writing writing a Wattpad book when I was 15 bitch I ain't even gonna lie to you like two years ago I attempted to (laughs) two years ago that probably was a year ago I've tried so many times to write a Wattpad book and have failed every single time like I think one time oh my god let me tell you guys (laughs) okay one time I tried to write a Wattpad book okay Why do I remember this and not any other one? So basically, this girl and her best friend were going to go out to Spain for a soccer soccer game. And one of the girls ends up meeting Neymar Jr. Like, I was going to make a whole fanfic because this is when I was really into soccer. So this had to be like ninth grade, 10th grade. And I was like really into Neymar Jr., Lionel Messi. Like, I was immersed into the culture, babe. Football. Maybe I should call it football because that's the original, you know. So... Yeah, I was about to write a story and she was about to get in with Neymar Jr., bitch. I mean, that was my fantasy because that was my crush, like still fine to this day, you know, can't tell me shit. So that was a story idea, never happened. (laughs) I just can't write for shit, but I also can at the same time, like I feel like I'm really good with my words, but when it comes to writing a book, like back and forth dialog like I'm just not gonna get descriptive I don't want to I feel like when you get descriptive it gets corny especially when you're writing and I don't want to get corny because I can like you know how we sit there and read Wattpad books and we're like ew this is corny but like bitch if you were writing that it would be just as corny you know what I'm saying so I was just like it's not giving what it's supposed to give and the girlies that get it get it and the girls that don't don't period so anyway fast forward to now I just picked up this Wattpad book Um, while I was hungover yesterday, I said picked up as if it's, well, I guess I picked up my phone. So yeah, technically, um, while I was super hungover yesterday, I was like, I need something to do while I'm just laying in my bed because I'm not getting up. Um, I finally read this book that's been sitting in my library forever. I think I read like two chapters. They're pretty long chapters. It's called Bulletproof. And basically it's about this boy And he was popular or whatever. Then he ends up not being popular. We don't know why. Well, it's not that he's not popular. Like he turned into a bad boy. So now he's mysterious. And it's called Bulletproof because he's an underground fighter and his name is Bullet. Like that's his fighter name or whatever. And then um obviously the girl that nobody knows and like she's super cute, but like she's not popular um he ends up linking with her or something I haven't gotten that far yet but I'm excited because this is the type of book I like and it doesn't seem super fast-paced I hate Wattpad books within the first chapter like why are we already getting in the mix in the first chapter and then I hate clingy boys and Wattpad books like I like I like the back and forth a little bit I don't know when it comes to Wattpad books I like a little toxicity it's bad only in Wattpad not real life but yeah that is what is going on and what caught my eye this week And that's it. If you guys have any recommendations, TV shows, books, movies, I like mystery. I like corny romance. Like, just give it to me. Give it all to me. I want to know. I want to know. So we're going to move on to the next segment because that was all for this week. What we're doing is we're taking a thread from Reddit or a post from Reddit. I'm reading it. We're unpacking it. I usually don't pre-read these. I just read the title. For this one specifically, it was really short. And because I could relate to it so well, I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing this one. It's super short, but most of it is my own tea, my personal tea. So let's get into it. It says, advice on breaking up with someone you live with. We've been dating for almost two years and living together for over a year now, but I need to end it. I'm not happy in this relationship. My girlfriend is very prone to mood swings and is not in a great place and has had trauma. Even though I would, I want to break up, I don't want to hurt her, and I know this is going to be really tough. Has anyone gone through a breakup with someone you were living with? The answer is yes, I have, which is crazy. I never thought, first of all, I never actually thought I would live with a boyfriend um or an ex so that was crazy but COVID had us doing a lot of things we weren't expecting to do um so I actually have lived with someone and then we were still broken up and the way it happened was weird because it was like I never thought I would have been the one to like break up if that makes sense okay well let me just say how it basically happened we would always get into it um back and forth and honestly leading up to it like I knew it was time to be done like I knew it and I just didn't know who was going to do it how I wanted it to happen because I didn't want to be at fault I kind of was pressing an issue on something first of not like starting something up I mean I kind of was technically but it was something that needed to be talked about that person just never wanted to talk about important shit so it was always being like pushed away and he didn't like that I would continue to pry about that specific thing so he would do the thing the manipulative tactic maybe we should just break up and so one time usually shouldn't be like you know I was like you I was down bad I'm not gonna lie I was down bad this was like my first my first serious boyfriend I'd be like no no I don't you know let's not break up whatever and this time I was like okay fine let's break up and he wasn't expecting it and he was just like okay and so we drove all the way to the place that we were going to or whatever and then I came to pick him up from that place and he did this like smile like you know I don't want to break up type shit and I was like I'm dead ass serious like I already had it set in my mind when they say like females we are always checked out months before it's true Like I was just staying because I wanted it to work and we had lived together and it was like one of those situations where it's like, what do you, where do you go from here, bro? Where exactly do you go from here? So I had no idea what to do. So basically I was just like, fuck it. Like it's time for me to focus on me because this person clearly doesn't give a fuck. And y'all, there is so much more where that came from. That is just the very tip of the iceberg. Okay. The very tip, but referring to this person's, um, question I have and it is hard it is probably harder than breaking up with someone and just going your two separate ways and trying not to text them you see them every day you know that person may want to try to mend things back together like that was my problem like I was so dead set on breaking up and they constantly would like say things that would like you still want to be with me or no And it's just like, I never said that. Why are you putting words in my mouth? I never said I wanted to continue to be with you. So it was just like this back and forth shit. Honestly, we had both did things to each other. I don't want to say anyone's really at fault, but I would say I went through a lot mentally. I'm speaking on my behalf. A lot mentally, like I was going through, I was cheated on, a bunch of this other shit, and I continued to stay My mom told me one thing. She said, how things start is how things are going to end. And for my specific situation, like it started bad. It started off in dishonesty. It started off terrible. It's going to end the same way. You know what I mean? I mean, he didn't, we didn't end it because he cheated on me like right then and there, but I was getting cheated on throughout the relationship. And cheated on can mean a lot of things. It can mean having sex with someone. It can mean texting someone. It could range. So throughout the relationship, I was getting cheated on and I should have been left, but this was like my first love, honestly. So it was really hard for me to like move on from the situation, but we had lived together and it made it 10 times harder. Like, and then on top of that, we had a dog together too. And I would say that's the hardest thing. Like letting go of certain things associated with that person was super, super difficult. Um, He took the dog and... because how the situation was so I wanted the dog obviously I did I was moving to an apartment with the roommate on top of the fact they weren't allowing that type of dog it was a Doberman so I couldn't take her and he was allowed to take he could take her based off his circumstances I'm not gonna say exactly like how his setup is but how he was basically able to take her and I wasn't um And then it was just all, like, this manipulative, guilt-tripping, and da-da-da. And even after I had moved out, like, I would still see him sometimes because I was really lonely. I was in a space where, like, I was super, super lonely. Even though this is what I wanted, like, you still have this thing where, you know, you wish, like... Things could have happened differently and this person was different. And I only stuck around because I was hoping that this person would change. And then I started to realize you can't change somebody that doesn't want to be changed or doesn't want help. Especially if they don't see any problem in their ways. So for this person in the Reddit thread, if your girlfriend keeps having mood swings and she sees nothing wrong with these mood swings and it's affecting your mental health, then leave you know, it is hard and you are going to end up hurting the person. Even though my ex was a really like he was a really good master manipulator. I was so afraid of hurting him. I would cry because I felt bad. I felt bad. But all these situations I went through and that person didn't feel bad for me for, feel bad for hurting me. But I felt bad because I almost felt bad that like, he lost on a good thing. I literally felt bad that he messed up such something so good. You know what I'm saying? Wish him the best. Hopefully he finds somebody good for him. It honestly wasn't a match. I don't see us ever getting back together. This was a learning experience for me. I wouldn't even say that like it was a love. I think it was just like an infatuation thing, honestly. And I feel like a lot of us get caught up in like infatuation and the idea of certain relationships and not the actual person and like what the person is providing. I don't think I was getting like, I don't think I was getting a lot out of the relationship. If anything, I learned at the fact that that was not successful and it failed. Um, This person really isn't asking for like, Any advice besides the fact that somebody has been through it. So I was like, why not tell my story? If anyone's going through something where they feel like they should end a relationship and you are living with this person and you are being disrespected. Let me tell you one thing from someone that's been through things like this. It could get better. But you're just going to continuously hang on to the things that could be, should be, you want to be. It's not going to happen. Especially if this person is repeatedly disrespecting you. They're not going to get it together. They're just not. They're not. And that's the hardest thing to digest. Because you love this person no matter what. And they could hurt you a million times. I think that's the saddest part though. This person could hurt you a million times and you would still be there for them. I think that's what hurts the most. Because it's like, damn. If I did one thing, and not not even I'm not even talking about cheating, it could be one thing, and this person, like for example, some we had gotten in a disagreement or something, and I feel like I feel like honestly my ex was not ready for like a relationship. I don't think he was ready for someone as loyal as me. I I really think that people aren't ready for healthy relationships. People love a toxic cycle. And especially, it depends on your environment, too. Like, what are you seeing? And I feel like I was too loyal. Like, it was almost like he couldn't deal with someone as loyal as, as me. Like, he appreciated it sometimes, and I could see it, and he would say it. And then other times, it was like, dude, this is a like a basic thing. You want to fucking end it all? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it was crazy. If anything, like, what I've learned from it is how to deal with people. A lot of people like have trauma and will take all their baggage and trauma into a relationship and then use that as an excuse to treat you like shit we all have trauma we all have problems that does not give you the right to treat anyone like shit and that was my problem I made excuses for people a lot for that specific person I made excuses for him well he's like this because of this well he's like this because of that if I said every time in my new relationship the reason why I am the way I am is because of my past relationship. What type of person does that make me? If anything, I'm not giving anybody a fair shot. I'm not. That's not fair. So it's important to work through your trauma before obviously getting into a relationship, especially if you wanted to be healthy. Of course, people are all looking for different things. But from my experience, I'm just going to say this. One big controversial, this is going to be really unpopular. It's going to be an unpopular opinion. My thing is I will never move in with a boyfriend ever again based off of like my experience like I will never I've made it clear to my like my boyfriend now like I would never and he understands and I've told him why I think it's like premature I don't think we are ready I moved in with him when I was 18 and this person was also older than me too so it was just it would, We had a lot of differences and I just feel like moving in so early with this person was just, it was a disaster waiting to happen. Honestly, I wouldn't move in with someone until I'm like married, like we already got married. Or I'm like, if we're, if we're engaged, and we kind of like are doing everything before and our wedding's like a week, week later or something like that is the only way I'm going to live with another person I'm with. Other than that, don't wait up for it it's not gonna happen and I do not recommend it I thought when I was going into it I thought it would be all gun drops lollipops and daisies like I was like oh my god this is gonna be so fun I'm living with my boyfriend oh my gosh no 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 way and even before that we hadn't had our own apartment uh previously I was actually living with his family for like the first year and then um for it was like January to July I think that's like eight months January Oh, that's six. I can't count. That's like six months. So we lived with each other in our own, our own space and apartment for six months. And it was super, super short lived because it was different. It was just me, him and the dog. And that was it. But what I started to notice was, is I was lonely, but in a relationship. And I was like, how the fuck I have somebody and I still feel like I have no one. And I feel like I would rather be lonely by myself than be lonely than with someone else. And I was like, look, I can wait, okay? I can wait for another relationship. Like, I just don't, I don't recommend it. Moving in with someone, it's just not the move. You think it's going to be better, but it's actually not. Like, I would, if I'm long distance in a long distance relationship, I would rather stay long distance than move in with that person. Either way, both is going to be hard. It just seems like it's going to be easier because you're going to be with that person every day. I'm going to tell you this. The hardest part is being with that person every single day. You guys drive each other nuts. Like, I'm sure I drove him nuts and he drove me nuts. I know that for a damn fact. And it's just, it's, no. Unless we have a legal contract, I'm not moving in with anybody. And that's just what I learned from my personal experience. So, I really wanted to do this Reddit thread because I could relate as somebody that has lived with someone. And I feel like a lot of people, like, are in certain situations like this I mean you don't have to blast it on social media like people can tell when you live with someone you know what I'm saying like shit be so cute for like the first couple months it's like puppy love right and then you get to know that person and you really get to see that person when you live with them and you're like ooh, I don't know if this is a good idea and you know what's crazy when we first moved into that apartment it was something inside of me that was like ooh, this is not a good idea and I should I was like I should have been happy Like, I should have been happy, right? I mean, besides the fact I had to pay bills. But even still, like, obviously it was within my budget and shit. But I should have been happy at the fact that, like, we had our own space and all this other shit. I wasn't. I was like, ooh, this is bad. And then the first week we got in a fight already. I was like, ugh. Oh, no. No, no, no. Mm Mm-mm. Gotta go. Gotta go. Yeah. Abort mission. That's exactly how I felt. So, ladies, males, whoever um don't live with your partner just don't do it no I get there certain situations. like okay and then let me also put out this disclaimer too not every relationship like some people will be ready and have the maturity to live with each other some people will I knew in my 18 19 year old brain I wasn't I was not ready what the hell what the fuck 18 19 bitch I could have I barely could like live with my fucking doormate like I couldn't stand this girl That is a story for another time, but I could barely do that. What the fuck? And then he wanted me to cook every day. I'm already a cleaner. So that was nothing. Like I decorated the whole apartment by myself. I had a 70 pound Doberman who was like still being potty trained and semi bad and all this shit. Like I, she was a puppy shit. I was like doing everything by myself everything dude and I was like and then he would get mad if he didn't have a meal I said oh hell no I am not a housewife and then that's where I was like you know what remove that whole wife label I don't want it I don't want it I am nobody's wife there is no ring on my finger this fucking promise ring is not a ring babe it's not a ring it is not so I was like I don't want to be called wife from here on out I don't want no boyfriend or nothing to call me wife because babe I am not there yet okay you expecting a hot meal and shit like I like to do it when I choose to if I have to do it, I don't want to do it. I just don't, and that's exactly how I felt. I was like, I don't want to do this shit. This is not for me. <laughs> okay, like I'm not. I don't want to be obligated to have you a hot meal. Like if I want to grab McDonald's, I do. Cause you wanted a hot meal. I was like, boy, if I'm getting McDonald's, you are too. The fuck no. Uh, uh-uh, I used to finesse the fuck out of the meals. But anyway, that is my story. Hopefully you guys grab something from this. Hopefully you guys can feel like you can relate. I feel like a lot of people um go through this and not a lot of people say their experience, but hey, at least, at least something came out of it. Hopefully this reaches the right person. But that is it for the Reddit thread today. And we are going to get into the topic. See you there. Okay, so what we're gonna talk about today is what we're not doing in 2022, point blank and period. We are going to get into what we are not doing, okay? Because there's a lot of things that I'm seeing and I'm like, why the fuck did y'all bring this into 2022? That's 2021 shit. We're not bringing it in the the triple two, okay? So let's get into it. First of all, liars, point blank, period. If somebody can motherfucking lie to you, they're an op. And that's just that. I shouldn't have to clarify or go into it any further. If you got to lie, you are an op. And we should not be cool. And you can get the fuck. Period. That was the very first one. Number two, leeches. People that leech off of your happiness, success, everything that you're doing. Anyone who's sucking up all that good energy and replacing it with negativity. Gotta go. They should have been gone yesterday. They gotta go today. And however that applies to your life, get rid of them. Okay? We have to get rid of those people that Really don't want to see us win. But they're just trying to suck up all the good. They're almost like living through us. Like, go find your own hobby. Why are you sucking up all the good energy and all the good things that are happening for me? You need to go. Immediately. That's just that. leeches. Number three. Excuses. Okay? And I'm talking to you. I am talking to you. Those excuses in 2021, babe? (laughs) No. Leave them. Leave them. Leave them, leave them in 2021, 2022. We are not making excuses for shit. Get the fuck outside, start working out, start eating healthier, get your ass up and stop with the bullshit. Whatever that means for you, get it done and stop the excuses. I'm tired of making excuses. Okay. And y'all should be tired of making excuses too. I'm talking directly to y'all. Okay. And to myself, because a bitch has been making excuses too. Nobody's perfect. We all do it. Let's stop. Let's stop right here, right now. Like, honestly, there is no excuse for anything anymore. There's no excuse. Another thing I want to add on top of that, let's stop giving a fuck what other people think. Let's stop doing that too. I feel like a lot of us care way too much about what other people think. Nine times out of 10, it's not going to come back to us. Nobody's going to tell us exactly how they feel because they don't want the smoke in the end. So let's stop caring what other people have to say. Cause I know I'm done, I know I'm done caring. And I think that we should all be done as a group, as a collective, we should all unanimous, unanimously agree like we don't care anymore. So let's stop caring about what other people think. Honestly, this social media shit really doesn't matter. Granted, you can make money, all this shit, all that shit. I have opinions about things, who who gives a damn, okay? whoever, Whatever that person is doing, if it makes them happy, I could have all the opinions I want. That's none of my business, I don't care, okay? They shouldn't care either. So in this year, I don't give a fuck what Nancy, Mimi, Peaches, I don't give a fuck what any of y'all have to say. I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to do what makes me happy. And that's what you guys should all be doing as well. We are doing things that make us happy in 2022 and we are not giving a fuck about what he said, she said, they said, whoever said, we don't, we don't care. We don't care. Okay. Number five. Negativity, all right? And this goes, this is piggybacking off of excuses. Anything negative, first of all, that should have been dropped years ago. This whole negative attitude, negative mindset, I get it. We can all get in that mindset where we like want to be negative. I do it all the time. I'm not even gonna sit here and lie to y'all. I do it all the time where I'm like, oh my gosh, like this isn't gonna work out or this is gonna be shit and whatever. Let me tell you something about failing, okay? A lot of successful people have done it. So if you see all these successful people, the people that you look up to, and the people that you want to get to where they're at, a lot of them failed before they actually succeeded. So let's take failure as positivity, because I mean, you're getting somewhere. All you have to do is make tweaks, adjust, and keep doing it. All right. And it might direct you in another direction. You didn't even think you were going to go in, sweetheart. So the negativity, let go of it. All right. If something doesn't work out, do not let it put you down. Keep the fuck going that's not what the hot girls do hot girls get the fuck up and keep going okay negativity i'm not here for it so let's stop okay let's stop this is the most important one okay number six that person whoever the fuck they are i'm talking to you yes you Mm -hmm. yeah let them go okay let them go should have been left they ass. leave them where they're at they're not there maturity wise, they're not there mindset wise, let them go, whoever they are, let them go. In 2022, we not rocking with that person. And you know exactly who the fuck I'm talking about. Okay, I mastered this one, because I left that person in 2021. (laughs) Okay, and any other thoughts associated with that person that I don't like that are what negative, I left that too. So whoever that person is, whether they're still physically in your life, or still in your head and in your brain, you still thinking about them? Yeah, leave that leave it we don't want it okay who gives a damn they clearly don't so let's not give a damn with them we don't care we don't care let's leave them where they're at Whew, I'm on a roll I'm on a roll because these these are really really important extremely next one number seven friendships friendships, and I wrote this in all caps because I mean it Stop being friends with people just to say you're friends with certain people. If they're not serving you in any way and it's time for them to go, I would literally rather be a lone wolf than have a bunch of fake ass people around me. Leave and leave them now. Know your worth in friendships too. Friendships are relationships. Y'all telling bubble X, Y, and Z to know her worth and leave this man, you need to leave that friend. The fuck? That's not really your motherfucking friend. Y'all be friends with motherfuckers just to say y'all have friends. Oof. Ooh, I don't think we are ready for that one. I don't think we're ready for that conversation for another day. But all I'm gonna say is, if you know this person is a shitty person, stop being friends with them just to say y'all friends or just to not have beef. It's not beef doing what's best for you. I don't think that's beef. That's doing what's best for me, okay? Call it selfish, call it whatever you want. Y'all be friends with anybody just to say y'all friends with somebody or that person or just to say y'all have a lot of friends. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be picky in every relationship. If people think I'm quiet, it's because I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be associated with you. I don't care to build that connection or make that friendship because I've seen how you were to other people and I know exactly how you will be to me. People, how they treat other people or here's another thing that I do. I only let myself get close to people like certain people. Every relationship and friendship is different. I'm going to continue continuously be sincere and honest and loyal, but that looks different in every friendship. So what I'm giving to friend A is not what I'm going to give to friend B based off of how I've seen friend B act with other people or just as a type of person they are. We can still be friends, but I've already made up in my mind, like I've already mastered how to what's the word how to disconnect from certain things you know what i'm saying who to tell this and who not to tell that i could have a bunch of friends right but if i know friend b ain't as mature as friend a or friend b can't handle a certain amount of information as friend a then we simply it's just different relationships now those people that are clearly bad friends period and bad people to hang around let them go okay let's let them go oh y'all not gonna like me for this one This is a hot take the trauma is not an excuse to be an asshole and hurt other people, okay? Leave that shit at the motherfucking dough before you walk into your best self in 2022, okay? Let me be honest. We all have trauma. We all have trauma. We all have trauma. And I understand a lot of us don't know how to healthily cope with that trauma. However, your trauma is not a great excuse to be a bitch. Simply, it's not. It's not. And it's coming from somebody who used to blame. Oh well, I used. To, it's because of this. That's why I act like this. Da, da, da. When I started to realize I was the problem, I was like, Oh no! This is exactly why I couldn't stand that person that did this shit to me. That's exactly why I couldn't stand that they asked because they will make excuses for what happened in their past, and that's why they treated me a certain way. Not a good excuse, babe. It's not. If I can be self-aware and say, You know what? This ain't it. You can too. So. 2022 we're getting help we're being self-aware if you can do therapy do therapy if you can't try prayer if not try meditation do something let's find a healthy outlet to deal with this trauma okay I'm not diminishing it in any way because at the end of the day shit does happen to everybody but like I said shit happens to everybody find a way to deal with it and do not treat other people like shit because of it and that could be relationships as far as friendships dating um family whatever the case is trauma is not a good excuse and I'm tired of hearing it I really am I really am it's because x y x like they did this and because they went through this and da 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 no you're too old you are too old at this point to be blaming shit that happened years ago on why you are the person you are today granted mental health is very 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 important it is very important. And it trauma does affect people and how they live their day-to-day lives. We have to get the help, y'all. We have to get the help. Therapy is so important. And I know a lot of people can't afford therapy. Meditation. For me, prayer. Tuh. Look, that's my way. That's my therapy, okay? Find something. Journaling. Writing shit down. Whatever the case is. I'm just starting to realize that a lot of y'all and y'all don't realize when y'all put y'all like past traumas on social media. Y'all don't even realize that. When y'all be reposting certain shit and be like, oh God, oh no, no, no. We we could tell. We could see right through it. We can really see right through it. Look, Justin LA boy, I post all that shit too. And it's cause we all been there. Okay? We all been that girl. Where we were with some dumbass, you know, in some dumbass situation. Oop, almost said something. <laughs> Let me take a sip. Look, we're in a situation that we shouldn't have been because we made a dumbass decision. We all been there. But we can see right through them posts, okay? Y'all be acting like y'all not hurt posting. I'm not hurt. Nobody could ever say me, did it all based on what I've been through. Babe, you are. Because if you weren't hurt, you wouldn't be posting it. You're hurt, okay? And it's okay. You are hurt. Hot girls get hurt too, okay? Hot girls cry too, babe. Let's move all that negativity that we're blaming on the reason why we're not being our best selves and not elevating to that next level, let's stop blaming things outside forces that really don't matter anymore. Let's stop doing that, okay? Let's stop. And just to round it off on a good note, because I was a lot, a lot all at once. So let's let's round it off on a good note. To end it off on a positive note, all the hot city girls out there, We are taking over 2022. We're giving iconic. We're giving smart. We're giving intellectual, intelligent woman, powerful. We're giving bold. We're giving uh, alluring. We're We're giving all of that, right? We're giving all of that and then some in 2022. Let's stop with the bullshit, okay? Let's stop as a collective. Let's stop making excuses. And I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to your sister, brother. I don't give a damn. I'm talking to everybody. Okay, whatever I'm telling you is what I'm telling myself, and I don't claim to know it all. But what I do know is a lot of this shit is what I was doing too, and I'm only saying it because I know a lot of you guys are struggling with the same thing, and the struggle is real out here. Okay, we're in our 20s, we're trying to figure this shit out, and this is what eye candy is literally all about. It's about us figuring it out. We're all on this journey together. It's a great day. Okay, it's a great day to be you. We're giving it our all in 2022 and let's wrap it the fuck up all right you guys we have made it to the end of episode one of the eye candy podcast it has been long overdone so much work but i'm just happy that we are done with the very first episode um you'll hear me every wednesday from here on out on most podcasting platforms if you want to find me on social media you can at icandypodcast and my personal instagram is at london if you want to email me crazy stories questions feedback and or anonymous and just email me about whatever you can at icandypodcast at gmail.com once again i just really appreciate everybody for listening up until this point you are listening to the icandy podcast i'm your host london ale and i'll see you guys next week bye